Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Jared Brandon. Chris Graham. Me, Todd Novak. Hi, how you doing? And we got a special guest knob. Jimmy Nielsen from El Rey FX. Que paso? <laughs> Hola. <laughs> so, okay, so let me, let me explain this real quick. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not making fun. I'm not making. I'm not jesting. Um, so, Jimmy is from my old area. We both came from Southern California. Califa, SoCal. Right. So, there is a specific um, cadence and musicality when you start talking Southern California. You don't have to be speaking Spanish. There's. It just. It, it comes it, out what you know it's fun because I lived in Cincinnati for 16 years now since 2000 and um, when we go back to Cali my wife always makes fun of me because she's like the moment you hang, start hanging out with your friends she's like the Californian <laughs> comes back and I'm like what what accent there's no accent Cal, we, we don't have an accent and I go I don't talk like dude hey what's up and stuff she's like no you sound like a cholo surfer and I'm like a cholo surfer. What's that sound? She's like, she's like, you do. You just sound like a cholo surfer. It's, so it, it's hard to put your finger on it, but it's, a, it's yeah. true. The minute you started talking on the phone, I was like, wait a minute. Actually, was it on the phone? I was, so I saw your video, but then I, but I was like, okay, maybe that's his like act or something. And then then we start talking on the phone. I'm like, no, no, no. This guy's from California, <laughs> specifically Southern California. And so I grew up in Orange County. Um, uh, Long Beach and Huntington Beach. Yeah, LBC. Yeah, and uh, and you were out in out in El Monte yeah, or El Monte. El Monte. El Monte, <laughs> as as might be pronounced out here. Yeah. <laughs> you get to you get to Ohio and you realize that Lima isn't really Lima; it's Lima. Right. You know, and Selena is Salina. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Too it's like, true. It's but it's funny because I you know work and stuff. I will. Some of that stuff like slips out. Like I, I, I'm, I swear, that, I shouldn't even say this because no matter what, I'm going to end up sounding like an idiot here. But there are just sometimes I'll say stuff and I'll say like chale, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what, 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 like, chale, orale. Uh, oh, never mind. Forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I had a ton of Spanish friends and, and, uh, and it's just, that's just a culture. And yeah. You know, it's funny cause you grow up out there and you're just kids, you know, in the neighborhood, you don't realize who the white kids are, who the yeah. Latino kids are and stuff like that until you move away and you're like, Oh wait, okay, so and so, yeah, I guess he was. That was really he was really a white kid, but man, he talked like the homeboys and stuff, yeah. you know. So, and I mean, my name is you know Jimmy Nielsen, you know James Nielsen. It's not very Hispanic sounding, but my dad's from Denmark, right? So that's where the Nielsen comes from. But I was actually born in Mexico, so it's kind of a weird, hmm. yeah, yeah. That's a, that is that's a funky sandwich right there. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine calls me queso because I'm like, why do you call me queso? And he's like, well, cheese Danish is, in Spanish for cheese is queso, so you're queso. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that works. Um, so, anyways, yeah, so that was cool. We were able to connect on that, like, right away. And um, I think we'll get into why Jimmy's here in a little bit. <laughs> right, I'm not going to just give the whole dang thing away. But we are awful glad you're listening. Um, and... Uh, I mean, there's nothing really more else to say than that. We're just, I'm stoked that you're listening, wherever you are. 
a minor shout out to the world. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so it's I, one thing that's really amazing as we've been doing the podcast is when I go and check the stats and everything, it's like, oh, we just picked up people in Vietnam. Oh, we just picked up uh, people in Bulgaria. And, and I was like, we're, it's like, you don't really realize how big the world is because it feels so small. It feels so small. But then when you're just like, wait, there's people, there's some dude, you know, like walking to school or something listening. This, that's awesome. It's incredible. I, it, it, I can't think of too many other um, mediums this day that allow you to do that so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, internet is very controlled in other countries, so mm-hmm. it, video is totally... It's, everybody doesn't have access to everything except podcasts. Even the net, everybody doesn't have access to all of that. You hmm. know? It's, it's bizarre. I Anyways. think the closest thing 50 years ago was with ham radio. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah, one cool thing is um, a surf band that I actually played in. Um, we put up a few of our songs on like a, where you can kind of, I wouldn't say it was open, not open source isn't the right word, but it was, you pretty much allowed people to use your music without having to pay for it and stuff. And I was like, I'm, I'm making a dime on this stuff anyways. And it sounds like yeah. everything else that Dick Dale's ever made. But um, we found out that a podcast from Germany was actually using one of our songs as the intro. Huh. I had no idea what the podcast was about, what they were talking, but it was cool hearing about 30 seconds of our song, you know, <laughs> kicking it off and stuff. What so was the band? Cool. Uh, that was Dr. Bombay and the Atomic Bachelor Pad. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There it is, man. It's so fitting with your whole thing, man. Um, that, but see, that's a, that's a whole other that's a whole other California thing, like like the the weird like i don't want know how else to call it but like there is a it's not gangster surf surf punk is what we but call it it's but it's surf punk it, yeah it's, but but know. it's it's kind of changed a little bit but yeah i mean uh, anyway i'm anyway, not going to get I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm no no, no, no i can <laughs> well i don't run into a whole lot of people from where i'm from in, out here so it's like when when you do and you know that not only are they from the same area but Culturally, there is a there are a lot of things shared. I mean, we can talk for hours on that, yeah. no doubt. Um, uh, anyways, but we're not because right now we're gonna get into what's going on in your week musically. Uh, Jared, okay. <clears throat> so I've got several amplifiers at home, and today i was you want a trophy or something or i you know i do have several amplifiers it's the way it is yeah and uh i i like but the today i figured out i think my favorite sound ever is i have two orange 8030s and i run them stereo and with my uh, stereo chorus pedal i love that sound the only thing i don't like about the orange 8030 is there's no uh, effects loop. So even if there was, I got two of them. So how am I going to, you know, run effects through both, through an effects? I don't know how to do all that stuff. You know, I'm very proficient in one thing in the, in the guitar world. And we've talked about it forever. But as far as... Whammy bar. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I can't help it. Now you can't. Do, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, 
one of my a pedal that I'm using that I that I like a lot is a reverb pedal. It's the Holy Grail. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And with an orange AD30, when you got that gain up, and it's all pre, right? Mm-hmm. Because you there's no effects loop. It's it's like a turn to you have to turn the darn thing all the way down to zero to just have a normal sounding reverb. But when you turn the gain down, you can turn the pedal, you know, the reverb up. Yep. You know what I'm talking. You guys know exactly yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. right? So that uh, I'm stuck doing that. So what can I do to this pedal? Because I, I don't think I want to have the amps modded at all. Because I don't want to change any yeah, of that. Yeah, that's. So, you know that. You could that, just run one amp. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a stereo chorus pedal at the end of everything. You're not at Wembley. I you mean, know what you could you do. Know. This is crazy, audio engineer speak. You could run both amps, one dry and one wet. Right. So you could have one amp that was specifically for reverb and just run that just crazy wet. That's And then run your distorted amp and then... I got the AB pedals to do that. But But the sound that I have now with this speaker over here and the other speaker on the other side of the room, and you find the sweet spot in the room (laughs) to get the perfect stereo-ish... And I have the depth all the way up and the, um, what do you call that, the whatever, all the way down. So it's it's not really a... The what do you call it's all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't well, know anytime the, the what do you call it's all the way down, you yeah. got to turn the whatchamacallit all the all way, way up. up. Yeah. 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 But you know? then you so, got to flick the whatever so it's really the thingamajiggy. Yeah. 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 So it really doesn't sound like <laughs> a normal stereo chorus. It's just this weird, I don't know what the hell it is, but I love it, man. Hmm. So that's what I've been kind of focusing on, okay. other than what I do all day. So right. now, what's what's driving the gain? Where do you have the gain all the way up on the amp? On the amps. On the amp itself. Yeah, yeah. there. I have all the settings perfect. You know, the, the cloning each other. You <laughs> yeah, know, or, or the same, so they sound the same. <clears throat> have you thought about not running the gain on your amps? I want the natural amp sound. Okay, so you you want the amp to get pushed. I want the amp to get pushed at the amp. Now, to go beyond that, I do have a uh, an Ibanez, and also I have a. I don't run them at the same time. Mirror, cracked mirror Iceman. I have a Maxon, oh. and I have an Ibanez uh, Tube Screamer. Right. The Maxon's a little more powerful than the Ibanez Tube Screamer, but the Ibanez Tube Screamer is all you really need on top of natural amp gain. You and I don't even have the level on that all the way up. I have it maybe in the middle, but it mm-hmm. gives it that a little extra. All you need is a little extra, you know, to really to get the to the sound that I like. Uh huh. So yeah, and you're so for reference, you're a classic rock guy. Yeah, I don't know. I just am. But no, it, it's okay. I like you it. can be that. Me be too. the classic rock. <laughs> hey, all right. Well, cool, That's my go to when I play the guitar. Anyway, yeah, but I everybody's like got a go to. Yeah. All right. Chris, what, what's going on? Um, well, uh, so me and my wife went out and got pizza with the, the kids the other day. <laughs> and this guy walked up, and his name's John Morgan. And he lives in the same town I do. And he is he's the best acoustic guitar player I've ever heard, heard face to face. Really? It's this fingerstyle guy. What? And I'm I'm 34. I've been playing guitar for about 21 years or so, and I'm gonna totally get some guitar. I'm gonna hire this guy because he does guitar lessons. Nice. So I'm gonna, as a 34 year old, start taking guitar Dude, lessons. Ask, 
that's fantastic. I'm I, really. I, he doesn't know it yet. So if he's listening, uh, I'll I'm be calling the, you soon, I'm John. I'm getting some from uh, my so my next door neighbor. Here, uh, her dad is the house musician at the ref, is a house jazz guitar player at the refinery. Oh wow, he's legit. Huh. And and I've all I love. Uh, I don't love like deep heavy jazz guitar. I know, there's okay, so this is weird things. Like there's like jazz purist, you know, where it's like this is my seven thousand dollar arch top. No, 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 right? I like, I like the almost the the the, the swingy style kind of mm. um, like um, think about like like Django, like 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 gypsy swing kind of stuff mm, like yeah. that. Yeah, and um, and stuff. I like um, uh, not bluegrass, but um, you know the uh, ra- like rag, rag okay, time. rag time. Like little like, I would love to learn how to just go like just give me just give me like a box of ragtime chords. Now, I've got the perfect band for you to listen to if you've not heard of them yet. Okay, two man gentleman band. Okay, ragtime. I mean, it's it's the the most fun beer drinking. In fact, they've got a, a song called Fancy Beer. Yeah, and it's the true ragtime straw hat wearing, you know, just the two man gentleman band. You have okay. to listen. upright bass, and the other guy plays a banjo, and he'll mix up some some guitar once in a while. They, they actually do a version of Ghostbusters in ragtime. Yeah, and it's it's, it's outstanding. outstanding. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I I I can't believe I'm actually saying that, but anybody that's seen like Jared, it'll be on the podcast, so you can reference that if you want. <laughs> He's taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> this is permanent. Um, have you guys seen the Sweet and Lowdown? No. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, we were familiar with Django Reinhardt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That movie is based on this guy whose arch nemesis essentially was Django Reinhardt. It's played by Sean Penn, and he is this huh. savant player who is a train wreck in real life every bad decision he takes every single one and um he it's that classic like you hear about some of the old jazz musicians you're like this guy was a prodigy but he liked um heroin he he liked (laughs) he liked not only did he like heroin he liked robbing for heroin more than being awesome at you know saxophone more of a challenge Right, so it, it, it is that kind of thing, and he was he was just plagued by this. This guy's better than me. He is oh, it's a fantastic movie, but the music in that is really unbelievable. I really like Sean Penn a lot. Yeah, this is it's he kills in that huh. Netflix. Any play who plays guitar should watch the Sweet and mm-hmm. Low Down. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely fantastic. Is it on Netflix? You know, I don't know mm-hmm. if it is on Netflix. I thought Crossroads Rose was one of the only. Wait a minute. Isn't that, isn't that Ralph Macchio? Yes, yeah. with Steve Vai. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You did not just say that. Crossroads. <laughs> Steve Vai at his best. Um, so, oh, I, I saw like, I accidentally saw about 10 seconds of that flipping through the channels, and I was like, Ugh! I, I couldn't. <laughs> take it and then 25 years ago, it was cool. So, that's when no, I you saw can it. like that. You can like that. 25 years ago. The Crossroads. 25 years ago. No, no. <laughs> I haven't seen it since then. So yeah. Maybe I feel the same way you do. I, you, I think you would. Watch it. 
See if you can make it through with that. Nah, dagger. that's cool. I'm just gonna take your word for it, my man. <laughs> um. Anyhow, uh, so yes, cool. Yeah. Lessons. So, like, when you're saying finger style, sorry, I totally hijacked your. Oh, you're deal, fine. Man. You're fine. Uh, like he uh, generally plays in standard and has like. I think he's got like, like the James long... Taylor kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, not, is he like Pat Metheny? I don't. Like, I don't think so. That... He does a little bit of everything. He's just super versatile and super talented. Yeah. I've never like I when I was 17, I saw him play a concert and it uh, it blew my mind. It was it was you know like doing the thing where he's fretting notes but also playing harmonics oh, that right. are but he's fretting and then playing the harmonic above it and like the whole song is that so it was, so guy's crazy that makes me think of something so um when you're watching videos on youtube or actually not even forget about youtube just instagram like just just on instagram it seems like there is a like massive, I don't, I don't know how to say this without saying the word that I don't want to say. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll imagine it in your head, um, but it, it's like this, like, oh yeah, watch me do my chops shredding even more than yeah. you. It's like, right? And it's like acoustic guys. There's like, this is like 10 finger tapping and harmonics with my elbow. And sort like, of Andy like, McKee, what the hell? wannabes type of thing. Right, and it, but and, and then it's like my eight string shreddability will shred all over you, you know. <laughs> and it's just it's just kind of weird because like it's either you're either seeing a pedal or like some with somebody going like here's five seconds of me not. just going blah, 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 you know it's like <laughs> whatever that is. Um, it's just it's kind of weird right now. It's like yeah. that is the venue for that thing. And hey, look, I can't do it. I'm not a shredder. I am not a shredder. I, I am a rhythm guy, and I just that's my story. I'm sticking with it. I appreciate these people's talents, but it's just kind of weird because it's like that is the boat to jump on right now. It's you get a lot of views, it gets attention. But you know what's odd about? The, and I'm going to piss off a bunch of people by saying this, and I don't care. Okay, but you take those guys and you put them in a band situation. Where it's like, all right, let's just jam. Let's just come up with something. Let's just start jamming. And they're lost. Mm. I knew the best shredders. Not, and, and, you know, sitting there like, oh, my God, if we got him in the band, it would be so great. And this guy is awesome. And we're going to do all this. And you get them. You're like, and, you know, everybody's in the groove and stuff. And it's good. And they're sitting there looking at their guitar like they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, I'm generalizing with hmm. this and stuff. Sure. But there's guys that are technically so proficient. They're so good at the technique. But when it comes to just let loose and just play, they're lost. Yeah. There was a trio of three guys that made that work, though. There was L D Miola, right? <laughs> and then the other two guys that are not coming to my head. So help me out. I I, I kind of recall what you're saying. <laughs> you remember that yeah, was about yeah. what twenty years ago they yeah. did this thing. They were they played acoustic guitar. Yeah, they were great. Them one. I yeah. mean, that's the only situation where that actually worked. But I totally support what you just said. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, um, so. What are you, Jimmy, what do you got going on in your music world right now? Uh, so actually shifting gears from the surf punk kind of rockabilly-ish scene, the surfability, whatever you want to yeah. call it, 
getting back into the desert rock stoner stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, little kind of Red Fang sword-esque type music. So, um, yeah, gathering some musicians together, and um, it'll be a, a fun thing. So kind of shifting gears. Fuzz for everybody. Oh, yeah. So I actually get to finally use one of my pedals. <laughs> when you play it in a surf band, you don't get to use fuzz too much. So, so you start playing some of the, the doom. Probably not so much doomy stuff because that, yeah. that could get a little bit. Oh, you got like Kais and, and oh, yeah. you know, you Queens some, and stuff. Oh, and... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually... Um, Kind of got me. Well, I've always dig, you know, really gotten into that music. A few guys that use the product that we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, KY. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you. Uh, Tucky Jelly? No. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> now, but um, we actually went out to this thing called Desert Generator out in Joshua Tree um, earlier this year. It was like in March. Oh, Joshua Tree's beautiful. And uh, Brent Bjork from uh, formerly of Caius um, mm -hmm. put it on. Uh, Red Fang played. Um, who else was there? A few other like, you know, just doomed desert type bands and stuff. But it was a great scene because they, um, you know, they had that music going on. Um, Rolling Heavy that does these... Um, it's pretty much like a van club of like these old 1970s uh, vans, you know, where they have like the dragons and right, you know, the barbarians the on the side and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like that whole vibe from the 70s, you know, where you got that right. kind of Black Sabbath sludgy metal, you know, yeah. just good rock and roll and stuff, yeah. you know. So it's kind of like, man, I need to get back into that. So, yeah. so yeah, so kind of changing gears from, you know, playing the Dick Daly kind of, you know, low straight jackets type stuff to... You know, something a lot heavier. Yeah. So that's that's been a lot of fun, and um, I've got a Reverend bayonet. Oh. And it's got the rail hammer pickups on it, and that thing is just, it won't clean up for nothing, and it's good for that kind of music. You you don't need it cleaning up at all. So. Didn't uh, don't they come in Reverend? Does, doesn't Reverend guitars make those? Yeah, yeah, they actually make the rail hammers. I, I yeah. met I met uh, that fella at a wedding. I saw him at a. <laughs> Yeah, he was at a wedding. I'm like, is that your Reverend Guitar guy? And I, I met him there, and, and it was him, because I met him a few years before that at a guitar show in Texas. So, so yeah, I, we started talking gear, and he said, I said, did you pick ups? He's like, yeah, the real hammers do really well. And Yeah. And, uh, so I'm curious about that. I want to check that out. Yeah, I, for, for heavier stuff, it's definitely really, but but that was the one thing. Like, we're doing Why do you think that is? What's that? That they're it's better for the heavy stuff. In, in all reality, I am totally naive to, to to pick up technology. But I mean, if you look on the the lower strings, it is truly the the top three strings. It's a rail going mm -hmm. across it, as to and then it's got the individual ones for the um, for the higher strings. So I don't know if that mm. wider if, if that's an entire pickup going across. So maybe that adds a little bit of. I don't know, we can ask our pickup. Is it wire or is it a slab? It's I'm focused to... on, on the bottom end, but. Um, you know what? I'm, I don't know a ton about rails, so yeah. I, I really couldn't. All I know is 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 that uh, the magnetic flux is totally different there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's different, so it probably, of course it's going to sound different. Yeah, it probably it, maintains proximity to the to the vibration of the string. I would think, since with just a point, when it's vibrating, it's going to be moving away from the string mm. at certain points in the vibration. But with a rail, 
it's constant. Yeah. But like I said, it's less. Con- it's yeah. It's more concentrated less, there. Yeah. yeah. So for for less cord- or more, I don't know what to say. For chords and heavy stuff, it is great. But it's funny, like you try to just roll back the volume, even just to clean it up, and and even if you lower the gain and air, it it does not want to clean up at all. So mm. it's that guitar is made for you know being dirty. That's cool. That's yeah. Awesome. What color is it? Tell us about it. Oh, it's like an olive green, kind of oh, military, right. yeah. you know, army army green color and stuff. Is so it it's, uh, flat or gloss? <clears throat> oh, flat. Me likey. Cool. Oh, yeah. Beautiful Pick guitar. Guard. Black? Beautiful. Hmm? Pick guard? Um, no, 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 no pick guard. No pick guard. Oh, no cool. pick guard. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Reverend also adds in that bass contour knob mm. that they'll put in there. Boy, that's a really nice. Uh, I've. Um, I'm a reverend geek. I actually own three of them. So. Really? Yeah, because for the rockabilly stuff and the surf stuff, they're really great also. Yeah. And I got influenced. First time I ever saw a reverend was uh, Unknown Henson. Oh, playing. man. <laughs> and, he, and, and anybody that can go Crazy. from chicken picking on one song and straight up Jimi Hendrix, you know, yeah. the, the next song with the same guitar. I'm sitting there, it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, instant fan of that guy when hmm. I saw him the first time. He is something. A, a number of years ago. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just a talent. What a character. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. The Reverend stuff is is uh interesting. You I am finding that anybody who has a Reverend has like at least three. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. one of my uh friends, local in town, local musician, uh Keith Jenkins. Keith, if you're out there, what's up? Um He's he's got like five or six of them now. I mean, he's just like, that's it. I'm on. Yeah. Reverend, it, it, it's funny because like I'll go to other, you know, play some other guitars and stuff, and I, I always come back to my reverence. Always come back to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a good good product. That's there was cool. a guy in a band that we played in, and, and he had two reverends. Yeah. And we kicked him out, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I liked him though. He's but he loved his reverence, man. I'm telling you, we, we got to go up to Toledo and see that place. Yeah. I totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let's see. What do I have going on? Um, I am. I've been playing around with. Uh, I've been working on this bass, uh, getting it um, fixed up. Um, uh, my bass player in my band's got. I was working on the nut last night, and uh, he had this weird thing where the the stock nut in the bass. He's got a Fender Jazz. Um, I think it's called Jazz of Luck. It's one with the active pickups and it's got an EQ on, on the settled on the knob. Um, it's a really nice bass, but the nut in it is if he, he plays it, he plays pretty hard. He's like, like slap plucking. Like, so, so he slap plucks his nut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> slap plucks <laughs> hard on his nut. Really hard. That's the problem. <laughs> really hard on his nut. Yeah. And, um, uh, his A string always pops out of this out of the seating which is real as so i'm like Dude. i hate it when it pops out yeah <laughs> um so he's like hey I, I can you fix this and i was like yeah man i can fix that um and there just since i found a couple other things that need fixing up so that's cool um but it's great because we um so i mean i do a clash tribute and i also do a johnny cash tribute and for the cash tribute he is able to give this like you know it's like a slap a proper slap bass right. effect on on this fender jazz like he, he hmm. just does it really well anyway so i need to make sure that he continues to do that <laughs> so all i did i got a slab nut and um 
I also realized that I don't really have, I've done a couple nuts before and I've gotten away with it, but, but not from a slab. You got nut files? No. Man, <laughs> it is hard to do that. But I nut did files. it and I nailed it, dude. Man. <laughs> um, I have, I've got some uh, needle files. Um, ah. which it's not ideal, but I was able to get it done. And mm. the whole time I'm doing, it, I'm like, I'm going to mess this up. I'm going to mess this up. And I didn't, and I got it. And it, essentially what I had to do was I had to find a slab that was the correct thickness. Cause I really didn't want to try to, uh, sanding the, the, the thickness of the nut is, is, I think is trickier because it's way easier to mess that up. And if you go too thin, it's just going to wobble and fall out and break. Mm -hmm. And then you got to start all over. Yeah, some come uneven from the factory anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Yeah. Oh, I got a Graftec tusk nut uh, and... um, uh, Opinion. I despise tusk. I I hate it so much. Why? It's very brittle. It's supposed to sound like ivory. I've... uh, Maybe I shouldn't say this on a microphone, but I've purchased legal ivory before yeah. to make guitar saddles and stuff. And uh, this is a long time ago. I don't do it anymore. But uh, Tustin's on anything, not even remotely close to the yeah. real deal. Well, the other thing to do is get bone, but bone's pretty brittle too. Well, not nearly as, as brittle as tusk. And tusk, like when you sand that, if you inhaled that dust, you need to go see a doctor. Really? <laughs> like that stuff is. Bone dust is terrible for you, but tusk dust, it's like a ceramic. Thanks for telling me now. Yeah, it is. Standing for two hours last night. Yeah, it is rough. Anyways, so. Sorry. um, Thanks for that, (laughs) I think. Well, we're all here for you. Yeah. um, So. uh, There it is. uh, (laughs) So I I got it all fixed up, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I nailed this without spending $60 on nut vials. I don't have anything against Dumac. I know a lot of people do whatever just because people are like, oh, it's so expensive. But it would be nice to have those. I would love to have a set In the future, I have a wide assortment of nut files. Do you? So I, my All girlfriend right, dumped me up. 11 years ago, and I spent like $400 on doodads at, at Stumac. But then we got married like a year later. So, oh, yeah. Regrets. 10 years coming up. Not, no, summer. I'm not saying you're regretting your marriage. Sir. Oh, no. I didn't say that. <laughs> um Anyways, okay, so the, anyway, so that's what I was doing till, and that's one of those things that you're like, all right, I'm gonna throw the, I'm gonna throw the old Premier League soccer on and get, and, and they're like, holy, it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Dude, people don't realize how much involvement there are, there is in doing that kind of. Project. It is, fi- it's pretty fine work. Yeah, it is, man. So yeah, I, I admire you for that. Thank you. I appreciate your admiration for that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, all right. So in our totally not studio, we've got Jimmy Nielsen, um, the Dutch Mexican, <laughs> Danish Mexican, Danish Mexican. Oh yeah. That was like, Oh, oh geez. Oh. I messed that one up. <laughs> what would the food How- taste like if you mashed that together? Uh, huh? I don't know. Oh. Open face sandwiches with chorizo or something. Well, it might be. You could, there, there's probably some fusion you could get in there yeah. somewhere. You know, potatoes, right? Potatoes. No, no mashed. No mashed potatoes. I'm thinking the Danish again. Oof. Sorry. <laughs> no, Danish is right. <laughs> yeah, Danish is right. Danish. What about a cheese Danish that was like? Uh, what's the cinnamon, the cinnamon thing that they do? 
Uh, churros? Yeah, yeah. Like a, uh, like a churro Danish? A churro Danish. Yeah, yeah. That might be all right. Uh, that might not be bad. <laughs> no, see, when I went there, I had, uh, the, I actually had Carlsberg on, like, that. oh, man, that was so good there. Um, and I had uh, uh, um, Seoul, like, actual good Seoul, not fake Seoul, you know, like, if you get here and it says like soul, it's probably not soul. It's probably flounder, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and mashed potatoes, and that was like my that was my my Danish that was your meal. meal. Now, there did you ever eat for breakfast evil skewer? No. So that it's like the little looks like donut holes, uh-huh. um, but it has more of a consistency like pancakes, and then they'll put like strawberries and powdered sugar on it. And oh, stuff like that, that sounds and pretty good. Yeah. When but you lived a, in California, did you ever go to Solvang? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to get a buy. There's so many things, so many things. We need a California show. Uh, solving, geez. Um, okay, so anyways, we got Jimmy here. And <clears throat> I am trying to, uh, Jimmy and I connected um, a little while back. Uh, I was really intrigued with his, the pedals that I was seeing from El Rey. Um Partially because of the sense of humor. I appreciate a good sense of humor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I saw your, the Lucha uh, uh, fuzz pedal. And, um, you know, the the knobs, or the, uh, the headlock. Oh, yeah, for the, um, yeah. the descriptions. We got the grapple, headlock, and pile driver. Right. And I was like, I like this guy. I haven't met him, but I like him. And then I, you know, I checked out your site and I was like, this is awesome. He's like, I can totally relate to this stuff. Um, and I think you had a, a, you had a good range of products. Um, you weren't, you're not obviously a mass, super mass producer. No, Um, no, (laughs) this is, this is not your full-time line of work, right? No, um, this does not, um, Health insurance, where our, the, the the big boy job is, is, is too good to give up, and you know who who knows wherever this well, this will go. But for right now, it's a lot of fun. We meet some good people, and, yeah. You know, but you got. I mean, for for not um, for not having it be your the thing that you do, um, I think you know the products that you had, uh, uh, and, and the way that you have them as far as like you know aesthetically and everything i was like that's this is legit stuff and and you know f- that's got to be tricky to do so we'll get in to, to that <laughs> but um uh jimmy was kind enough to send us a couple uh pedals to play with um uh, two fuzzes we have the uh the el muerte fuzz uh, de la muerte fuzz de la muerte that's and a great uh, name yeah <laughs> such a good just name rolls off your tongue yeah. fuzz de la muerte fuzz and de la muerte. and then the uh the, the lucha fuzz lucha fuzz and um so really quickly you want to just talk about those two and then we'll kind of get into what your sure. deal is yeah i mean two really different fuzzes um could you translate de la muerte as of well? the dead of the dead of the dead oh, it's so, so good. if you think of like halloween which is coming up very soon yeah. you know in, in mexico we celebrate uh dia de los muertos which is the day of the dead so this is the fuzz of the dead so rad <laughs> that is very cool you know, it's a killer the, name. The, the <laughs> hardest part about building the pedal is getting the souls to put into it. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Those are expensive. You yeah. Know, on the internet. You know, soldering and resistors and caps. You know, that's all cheap and stuff. But mm-hmm. souls, yeah, you know. 
You were, yeah. you know, you thought ivory was expensive. <laughs> you can't yeah. be yeah. with the devil, man. Souls <laughs> have a longer shelf life. Yeah. So, so what's your what? Talk so, to us about that. So the Fuzz de la Muerte proudly um, was actually featured in Guitar Player Magazine as the editor's pick. That's yeah. awesome, so, man. So that's, that's kind of my little, you know, I wave that flag as much as I can because of, for a small builder, you know, to, to get that kind of recognition, to this day, I still thank those guys so much for, you know, considering us. When you're going up against Boss and, you know, and, and, and all the big players that, that are out there, you know, to get a nice mention like that, I mean, it was it was just great. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, boss is one thing, but think about like you got. I mean, the field of oh. what are now big players. Yeah. Is daunting. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just it's incredible who's out there, and you know, and the guys that start out small that you know grown to the level of to where they're major now. I mean, right here in Ohio, in Ohio, give a shout out to you know the guys in Earthquaker. Yeah. You know, I mean, just out some incredible stuff yeah you know as to where you know number of years ago is kind of doing the same thing yeah you know and um yeah so the fact that we can you know be distinguished you know in that large it's field that's deal. out there it, it was it was really cool it was really cool i'd like to say something that supports the editor's pick uh with that pedal and i'm not a fuzz guy by any means i've, mm -hmm. I've never had a fuzz pedal ever until I demoed this and for not being a fuzz guy, I found it very understandable. It was very easy to use. You have all those different. It's a lot of choices. controls. Yeah. It's a lot of controls. Yeah. And I, I was really happy with it. Even not being a normal fuzz guy. So I just, I wanted to say that. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's a nice thing about that, that, that because, because there's so many controls on it, Although you would think that that would make it over, you know, even more difficult to try to dial it in, but it does give you more options to, you yeah. know, like you said, if you're not a fuzz guy, roll it back a little bit, just actually just give you a little bit extra gain. Um, I'm not sure if you played with the gate on it, but you roll that gate down and now you're getting that almost battery, uh, dying battery kind of sound where you're cutting, hmm. you know, cutting your notes off. Oh, I yeah. did. Yeah. And you get, <laughs> you can, cool. you can get some really cool different sounds out of it. And then the color switch on it really changes the EQ shift on it. Um, yeah, that was a big, that's a big one. Yeah. Right there. And you really notice it. It's not, you know, some of these, you know, it's, it's a kind of subtle shift and yeah. stuff, but that one, it'll really, you know, really change the EQ on it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's my baby, and that's that's the one I'm I'm most proud of, and um, between that one and one that I didn't send you guys, the the Mystic, mm -hmm. um, which is the one that has the Ouija board graphics on right. it, um, those are our two best sellers. Yeah, and you know, and I think you know, over the Lucha, yeah, really, yeah, hmm. yeah, uh, the Lucha did really good the first year that I came out with it, but I think the 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 Mystic and the Fuzzle La Muerte really have you know really surpassed it, right. Um, Why do you think that is? You know what? And it's it's half of the reason I that these have the graphics that they have on it is because I'm the kind of guy, I like stuff that looks cool. Right. You know, and you're, you got the school out there and I've seen it on blogs and I've seen the trolls on my own pages and on my videos and everything. Uh, you put all this time into the graphics, but you know, how does the pedal sound? It probably doesn't sound good. You know, you get these people that make these comments without sure. ever actually playing it. They're just, you know, making a judgment call on that. Yeah. I don't Guitar care. Guitar players. 
<laughs> I don't care if it doesn't say anything on it as long as it's okay. Well, that's good. That's you. Yeah. You you do you. Yeah. You know, and you're not my market, and that's cool, man. You want to go and scrape off the picture from the top? All right, whatever. That's what you know. Yeah. But I've got something on my pedal board, and we all do it as guitarists. You go see a band playing at a show. What's yep. the first thing you do? You, you go up on stage. Board. It's yeah. like, oh, what's he got on his board? Up yeah. There? Right. And then. So you got something that looks like a Ouija board or a luchador, you know, head sitting on it. It's like, what the heck is that thing? Yeah. You know, well, that's it's cool. So you know, it's, it's, it pops, you know. Yeah. So that's my thing. It's just like, you know, to me, it's kind of one of those guys that do custom guitar paint jobs and stuff or, you know, put some graphics on it. I think the, the, the graphics grab your attention visually. Yeah. But then you play it and it's like, oh, wait, this is actually a good sounding pedal. You yeah. know, this actually sounds good. So... It both looks good, sounds good, you know, and the other thing that I've tried to do is really make it, you know, keep them at an affordable price. Um, you get some of these guys, custom builders out there, and I've been told, I've been told by a lot of guys, you're, you're too cheap, you're, you're, you're stuck, you're not charging enough, you're not charging enough. You need to, and I'm like, you know what, half the reason I started this, you know, well, for one, when I even started even building pedals at all or messing with guitar electronics, because I grew up poor. You know, now granted, these still aren't, aren't, you know, that cheap, you know, but comparative to, to some of the other pedals that are in the market, or it's on the more affordable spectrum. Oh, yeah, you can get into like over 200, 200 pedal, like oh, so quick. Oh, you know, you can get up to 300 oh, on sure. some of these, you know, and you have to, you know, it's like, you know, and I start looking at, you know, well, me personally, I look at the circuit, like, oh, I'm just going to go build that for about 30 bucks, you yeah. know, and, you know, but. And granted, some people put some real time into it, and they do some research and stuff. But um, well, speaking of research, tell me about that. So when you're building the pedal, sort of kind of grab things. No, here. do it, dude. Do you have like a breadboard where you're taking the parts and you're experimenting, or what does I'll, that process look like for you? Most of those start off as as a breadboard. So kind of, you know, a breadboard for those of you that don't know, is like a you can stick electrical parts in and, and yeah, mock so you, up a circuit. You, you mock up kind of the, the circuit, the way it's going to sound on just an open board. Oh, like you used to get a Radio Shack. Exactly. Yes. used <laughs> to get a Radio Shack. <laughs> used Wait, to. Is Radio Shack They're even done. in operation anymore? I, I think they just do yeah. cell phones or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, the, the retail <laughs> stores are done. I'm, I'm glad I'm as old as I am. You, you can go to Radio Shack and buy diodes and yeah. Yeah, capacitors. And, and, well, and that's, you know... I'll get to that in a bit, but, you know, getting to, like, as far as breadboarding, so pretty much it'll be, like, um, have an idea for a certain sound. Like, uh, I really like the way this pedal, you know, I like this pedal, but, um, you know, I wish, you know, I wish that the tone was a little bit more like this, or I wish it had a little more gain or a little less gain. So from that, and I tell everybody this, there's not a pedal builder out there that's revolutionary. Nobody's doing anything today that hasn't already been done. You know, anybody that goes out and says, oh, you know, I just created this. No, you didn't. Hmm. No, you didn't. Because the circuits are all the same. Hmm. You know, it's like it's like a chili cook off. Yeah. You know, I might use a little bit of, you know, cinnamon and paprika and he's using black pepper and, you know, chile poblano or something like that. You know, we're all putting our own spices into it. But at the end of the day, it's chili. Yeah. Right. You know, a fuzz pedal is a fuzz, you know. Now, granted, you got, 
uh, silicone versus germanium. And oh, you got, the great debate. You know, and you got op amps and you got this and you, you got... speak German. You know, yeah, you know, and oh, is it new old stock? You know, it's like, oh, I found this down in my basement. And, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, this is the coveted, you know, 3554XZ49, you know, and... <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, what sounds good to your ear is what sounds good to your ear. Amen, brother. You know, Seriously. And it's one of those things where it's like, I, you know, these are all tuned to my ear. You know, I, I go changing the resistors and caps while I'm breadboarding to kind of, yeah, I like this, you know, no. And I, and I do. I try to play kind of like we were talking with the different pickups with the rail hammers. So I'll play it through my guitar that's got the rail hammer. I'll play it through my Jaguar. I'll play it through, you know, a hollow body. And it's like, okay, how's it going to sound with these? And granted, certain pedals, you are designing it for a certain type of music. Sure. You know, but then in the general sense, it's like, okay, you know, if this guy was using this pedal, how would it sound? You know, how's it sound going through a Vox? How's it sound going through an Orange? How's it sound going through a Marshall? Hmm. You know, and so trying those different things, you get a good idea, you know, of of, of where that's going to be. Ultimately, where do you decide? You know, for me, for my company, it's me on me and my ear. Hmm. You know, that's based. You know, this is my ear as to where I think it sounds good. And even on my own specific pedals, I've got certain settings that I like, and I'll I'll see people using my pedals, and they've got it tweaked a whole different. Like, oh, why do you have it set like that? <laughs> a terrible setting. Yeah. You know? Do you have multiple amps uh, at home that you? Oh, test these I with? have. Yeah. Yeah, I've got an OR100, I've got a Vintage Modern Marshall, I've got a Vox AC30, I've got a um, PV Classic uh, 50. Yeah, those are uh, underrated. Those are great. Yeah, oh, I are. love yeah. the PV Classics. That's probably the only PV I really when, like. When them. you're a, a guy at home, you know, building this stuff, you have to have all those amps. And that's why I have, you know. Well, that's right. my justification for my wife. Actually, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> it's, it's what let me start this business because, you know, kind of... I'm jumping around a bit and stuff, but the way I started, I always had a, a pedal that I had built a long time ago, and it was just like a little boost and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a buddy of mine was always like, "Oh man, Jimmy, you gotta make me one of those boosts." I'm like, "Dude, I made this so long ago. I can't remember what I put in it, and you know, yeah." yeah. And it's like, "Dude, make me one of those boosts. Make me one of those boosts. Make me one of those." All right. So I'm like. How, and bringing Radio Shack into it. Well, let me go to Radio Shack and see if I can still get these parts. So I open it back up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, that's right. Okay, I remember how I built this. Yeah. So I go, and it's like Radio Shack has nothing that I needed, yeah. you know? And the people there don't know what you're talking oh, about no, anymore they, either. They've got no idea. <laughs> Damn kids. Ah. Uh, <laughs> back in my day when Radio Shack sold resistors. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, so I'm like, all right, where am I going to get this stuff? So I look online, I'm like, oh... There's places like Mouser and mm-hmm. there's places that, you know, DigiKey, you know. So I was like, oh, there's this whole, you know, all these resources where you can get this stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, so you get on there and you order some parts. And I'm like, ah, I might as well buy enough to build a couple if I mess one up or whatever. So I build them. And he's playing with it. And then all of a sudden, another buddy of mine, dude, how come you made so-and-so a pedal? And you, you, I, I told you I wanted one too. And I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, dude, just make me one. All right, you know. So that kind of started me building. And, and one buddy of mine was like, he's like, man, you should sell these things. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you, the market's flooded. You know, you got Devi Ever out there and you got all these other, you know, builders. I didn't know what he wants. He's like, he's like, I might make a couple bucks, you know, you know, selling these. I'm like, all right, whatever. 
So a buddy of mine is actually a really good pinstriper and a painter. And actually right now he's gotten real popular. I noticed your stand-up bass. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, my that's right. how I knew. That, that was the key when I was watching that video. I was like, that dude's got a pinstripe stand-up bass. He's got to be from California. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy, shout out to Donnie Conrad uh, with Sovereign Runes. But um, so he's actually he's gotten really huge in the chopper scene because he does like the old school flake and stuff like that. But back in the day, like before he. before he was doing any of that, um, I was like, hey, man, will you paint a couple of these enclosures for me? And we'll do like some cool little pinstripe. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So he he did one with a pinstripe. And he did another one with a rat fink on it and right. stuff. And, um, you know, we kind of started like that. And it was like, it's like, you know what? I think people would would like these with some different images on it and stuff so we kind of combined you know taking just some unique images like what's what's kind of cool that i like you know and growing up in southern california you know we've got the the Car day of the dead influence the, the luchador stuff yeah. and just that whole kind of you know mexican influence you know so it's and and, and it's kind of kitschy and stuff but it's like we'll, we'll have fun with it you know well it's a weird thing too because that the hot rod culture and that mixed together is like i mean they're oh it's yeah it's it's a it's, thing yeah yeah it, it goes hand in hand so i'm like hmm. all right let's put some cool images on it let's try to design some cool circuits that sound good and see where it goes mm -hmm. you know and luckily still got friends out in california you know and and it's like, yeah, man, make me one like this and stuff and put this image on it. And they're like, okay, let's do it, you know. So we actually started off doing a lot of custom uh, images. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I'm like, it, it was so difficult to try to do so much custom stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to just standardize on something. And then if somebody wants something custom, we'll, we'll work around that. So it kind of changed gears. All of a sudden, we came out with the standard images. You know, we started picking up dealers, you know, we had, you know, started with some dealers in California and then some online stuff. And, you know, now we've got, gosh, I don't even know what the total number of dealers that we have. But I mean, we've got, we're selling in the Netherlands and Germany and the UK and Australia, South Korea, uh, Indonesia. I mean, we've got a global presence now that we never had, hmm. you know, and it just took off. You know, it was just a really weird thing. Just how all of a sudden it just got you know really popular and it's, yeah. and it's maintained. So you know, it's it's been a fun trip. Yeah, that's cool. It's <laughs> a great story, man. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so you got uh, the so tell us give us the difference on the on the lucha. So the lucha is actually op amp mm -hmm. versus um, the silicone, which is in the um, the fuzz of la muerte. And um, so it's based off of an old op amp fuzz that I had from the 70s and kind of the same thing. So that that pedal always had a cool tone to it, had a really cool tone. And I found schematics for the for the original one and I built it based on the schematics and it never sounded like the one I had. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what's different in it? What's different? So let me go look at the board. So I start probing, you know, and, you know, taking actual measurements on the resistors and stuff. Well, you know, something that's 30, 40 years old, you know, doesn't have the same, you know, uh, settings that it, it was originally built for. But now it sounds good. Mm -hmm. hmm. So with a little bit of tweaking and obviously the math's got to work out as far as in the circuit and stuff. But basically what I did is I took 
the the values that I measured as opposed to the values that it was supposed to be right. and built the circuit like that. Oh. So yeah. it's so it's using the um, those resistors and caps and you know those values based on the worn in pedal as opposed to a brand new one. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, that you something here. Could it <laughs> and, that's his setup. <laughs> now let me ask you something. No, let me here. ask you something. Yeah. Now, right. the company that made that, what was that company called again? The the '70s company uh, of that pedal of the one that yeah the that you base that on. Um, oh my gosh, what was it? There was like a weird UK company. Okay, what if they what if they bought parts that had loose industry standards and. Like, like plus a, or minus ten percent back oh, then, anyways. Well, right? you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like, what if, you know what I'm saying? So, I just wanted to bring that up because that goes in. I mean, that applies to a lot of different things of the past. But uh, I think it's really cool that the one you had and the one you like, you actually. It's cool how that came out of something that, you know, you had back then. Right. That, that very particular pedal. Right, right, right. And and actually, yeah, you could... So if you look at, like, you know, the, the tolerance, you know, if it's plus or minus 1%, 5%, 10%, it's true on a lot of the older... Yeah, uh, yeah the Fender older, amps from the 60s are plus or minus 10%. Yeah. It's yeah. a huge and, difference. And that's why... And still to this day, I mean, I think most of us that are geeks is like, it's pretty rare that I'm going to buy an amp online right. that I've never you played. Exactly. I have to hear it. You, you got to go to the guitar store. The same reason that I, that you can have five Telecasters sitting right in front of you and you only know that one of them's right. Right. You know, it, for you. Yeah. I always hate like when you go to like GC or something like that and you find the one that you like and it's like, all right, yeah, cool. I'm going to take this. And you get the, you know, the the young sales. Hold on, we got a new one in the back. It's in the box. Nobody's ever played it. I'll bring it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I want this one. This is the one I want. <laughs> yeah. You know. Don't give me any more to play. Yeah. I want this, I want this one. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and so you also have, um, you got one called a Billy Jack. Billy Jack. And that has a overdrive in it, right? Um, no, it's, it's just that one tonally is actually more, I don't want to say it's for bass. Uh-huh. Because I know a lot of guitar players that use it, but yeah. it is the frequency of it is just you know it's it's a lot lower frequency. Okay. You're, so you can't really increase the you, you're not going to make that one sound any higher you know with any treble or anything. Okay. It's, it's made to just sound low and if you play Doom, that's that's the pedal right okay. there. Okay. Yeah. The old Billy Jack. Yeah. But that one, the name came from. You know, for, for some of us older guys, you sure. know, so I'm going to take my right foot, put it across your left cheek, and there ain't a damn thing you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that one's got again. You you got your graphics game is is on point. It's it's um, uh, little jackalope. You, yeah, the jackalope. And then I think one of the things that I found interesting was um, was the uh. Uh, the Chicago typewriter, mm. which I love the name of a Chicago typewriter as a tremolo. That <laughs> like, is really that's cool. That's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, you have the, you have, uh, the graphics are great on that one. I think it's a girl with a machine gun, right? It, it's a girl with it. And so you got the gun nerds out there, which I'm, a, you know, I got guns and stuff like yeah. that. It's like, she's not holding a, you know, it's not a Tommy gun. It's right. a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, 
it's a cool pinup chick holding a machine gun. Stop yeah. your complaining, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what's funny is actually we changed graphics on that one because we had a customer. Um, he found Winston Churchill holding a Tommy gun. That's awesome. And he's like, awesome. oh, will you put this on there? And I'm like, all right. I looked it up. You know, the image is public domain and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, if somebody's going to bitch, they're going to bitch, whatever. You know, so so I did it for him. And then somebody, like I posted it on social media somewhere like oh, i just did this custom i was like oh that's a cool image that's cool yeah and i was like hey, maybe we'll start so we switched over to the the winston churchill so he, well i mean that that's a that's a whole other thing it's like yeah you have you have that uh uh image on 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 the uh the del marte uh pedal you got the one on the lucha pedal and you got but you potentially could have Five different luchadors on that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that one could have a collect all five. Yeah, collect I mean, all five. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so you, you've you've created like niches within your niches, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the I London typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Do the young kids know what a typewriter really is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Yeah, for those that don't know what a Chicago let me, let's <laughs> let's let's give a history lesson real quick. The Chicago typewriter was the uh, uh, slang name for the uh, um, the Tommy gun um, back in the, the thing with the, the big the, the gun 30s. with the big round dealy in the yeah. bottom of it. Um, <laughs> All the mafia guys would use. It. Yeah, the can of tuna, so, the old school yeah. <laughs> can of tuna. Yeah, so uh, that was called the Chicago typewriter. Now um, look here. I'm gonna take this Chicago top right up. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what now. <laughs> it's it's the gun that the guy in Home Alone has in the black and white movie. Right. I'm gonna right. give you the count of ten. Yeah. To get your lousy, no good keister. Yeah. Out of here. Yeah. One. They were two. also used a lot in World War II. Ten. Um. So, anyways. Uh. I, this is the history podcast. Uh, history cast. Eat the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Well, the tie-in with Had that is, is, is one. Okay, so the tremolo sound has that. Yeah, I related that to the machine gun. But down in you know, Cincinnati, across from the river in Kentucky, um, is the Southgate House, and Southgate House was actually the birthplace of the guy that invented the Tommy gun. Hmm. So Southgate House is a great venue. They've since changed now. It's Southgate House Revival. It's not in that mansion. It's in a church now. Um, but um, so where the original mansion was. They had a shot called the the Tommy Gun, uh, and um, it was pickle juice and, and whiskey, or no, oh, J- Jameson whiskey and and pickle juice. That's a thing, though. That's like a legit oh, thing. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, and it's great. I like whiskey a lot, but pickle juice. That's oh, how, have oh. you not had that? Sign me up, man. Oh, I gotta, will try that. Oh, you got to try huh. it. And that was one. So I saw that, and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, you know. You know, Tommy Gun. I'm like, oh, Chicago typewriter. I'm like, oh wait, that's kind of cool. That's that's yeah. a good name for a tremolo. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I saw that, and I like, I just I got a big it. smile because like, I really appreciate wit, and I was like, that's smart. You're not, <laughs> you're not just doing something because like, oh, this looks really cool. It's like you got, you, you've got a heavy dose of wit in, in your product. Right. It, it comes through through you. You obviously appreciate yeah. that, and and I do. So I was like, ah, I got to get this guy to show. Um, <laughs> So, are you uh, cooking up any anything new? We've got a couple that you know. I've had a phaser breadboarded, and I, I there's a friend of mine out in California, Chris. will probably listen to this and he'd be like, "Yeah, when when am I getting it?" Because he's I promised him he's getting the first one. Um, the thing is, though, it's the sales have been so 
not, not overwhelming, but has kept us so busy that my time for breadboarding and coming up with new pedals is, you know, is it, it's been tough to try to, sure. to, to, to get those out. Aside from your big boy job. And apart from that, too. And the thing is also is that I don't want to just I try to take my time and make sure that, you know, what I put out sounds good and and I and I have to now I've already kind of established with the graphics and the you know that part you know it's got to all tie in together sure. so so I've got some ideas for the phaser and stuff and then that's probably pretty that's the closest one but also we're doing a, a neat oscillating fuzz because um, okay. I had a friend that um, does some keyboard stuff and he's like oh you should do an you know an oscillating fuzz hmm. and stuff so I've been messing with a couple of different circuits like that and that'll come in handy in your new band yeah <laughs> you know so that'll that'll have some fun but um yeah so i'm building some prototypes actually with that oscillating fuzz right now and stuff and i'm gonna get those into some hands of uh actually just talking with dave from red fang and they're gonna be coming through chicago in december so oh, cool I'm, you know while they're on tour i'll get him one of those and um yeah so those are really the two that are in the works um we've got a boost that i took off the market and i'm kind of reworking it uh, tough thing with boosts a lot of people do them and stuff and yeah. you know and it's kind of how do you differentiate yourself in a with a boost right you know and uh, everybody's liked ours but the thing is is you know there's so many other ones that are already out there and so it's, it's, you know, i mean it's a utility it's it's very much a utility kind yeah, of a thing yeah. so but you know the, the one that we build though it's it's a nice one to where i've had guys to where they like the tone with the boost kicked on so he's like, all right, I need a boost for my boost because now I just like that tone, right? Just a little because it's obviously not. You're you not, get color on the tone. You, you I mean, get you get a really good do. little color on it. You're just, you know, it's just a little bit of extra gain, you know, kind of yeah. like what you were saying with the tube screamer earlier, but yeah. not even to that level. It's just a just a hair just, above it, just to kind of give it an extra little bit of drive. Yeah, just a pinch. Just there, a little uh, bit the the uh, the guys on that pedal show did a really good. Um, I mean, their their show is ridiculously good, but um, they uh, I actually was I, I bought my first boost pedal. I managed to get through life without a boost pedal for a long time, but then I was like, "crap, I need a boost pedal." Like, I actually legitimately need one right now, um, and I haven't wanted to spend money on that because it I have a problem spending money on utility things. Yeah. Um, and uh, their their show is really helpful in in hearing all the differences in the color. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, the you, you know this one made it like really dark, or this one made it almost brittle sounding when you cranked it up. So it was like that was really helpful. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, boosts are boosts are tricky like that. But if you can figure out something that yeah, and the thing is like the name I went with that one. And again, if you're not Chicano or you're not from the, you know, those, you know, Southern California, South Texas or whatever area, nobody ever gets it. So it's kind of one of those. It's like it wasn't a faux pas, but it was kind of like, all right, I need to just be a little bit more. So the name of it was Mas Huevos, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> Huevos, you know, the, the average, uh, yeah. Well, so you get it. It's more yeah. balls. That's great. Man. But you know, some people are like eggs, more eggs, you know. And it's like, <laughs> why is it more eggs? And I'm like, no, it's, it's Mas Huevos, Mas Huevos, Mas Huevos. He's trying to be like Grass an electro You have no, you have no. White marbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we're probably going to, I'm doing some little tweaks. I'm not doing too much tweaks because I was actually really happy with, with the boost, but we're just going to try to do something to kind of differentiate it, you know, from, yeah. from some of the other ones out there. Huh. And we'll reintroduce that one. Cool. So. Well, yeah, keep us keep us posted on that. When you get when you get stuff and you're ready to let it let it fly, man. Oh yeah. We'll, let me know. We'll we'll give a shout out on it and heck yeah. Uh, maybe we can uh, run a promo on the site and stuff for you and whatever. Uh, that'd so, be great. Um. So yeah, are there? Um, I know that one of the things that you said was, um, you know, people who are building pedals are not building anything new. Right. And totally valid statement. It's all about the, your finger own fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm curious to hear, like, because you're you're all kind of using somewhat the same parts. I, I, I can I liken pedals very much to food. <laughs> I love cooking. Like I, I'm I'm mad chef. Like every day is Iron Chef in my house because I'm like, what do I got? And I right. Go crazy. Right. Um and the thing is, is like when something new gets introduced, when when a chef starts using something that's totally new, nobody's been using this, right? Um, you know, like um, seaweed extract, I don't know, you know, or, or quail eggs. Right. You know, it's like then all of a sudden you start seeing that all over the place because it, it was legitimately something that was new that people hadn't thought of or doing or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do you... Do you see anything? Are you are you familiar with anything that might be a new ingredient, or is there something that you would like to see change dramatically? Well, I think you know it, it gets tough because obviously everything I do is analog. You know, it's standard. You know, old school circuitry that that we're putting into it. Really, where you're seeing all the changes is in the digital stuff. You know, and that's where you're, I think you're seeing more changes and you're, because programming, you know, now the, the, you know, your imagination is, you know, endless as far as what you can do to try to, you know, manipulate that sound. Because that's all, we're, ultimately, that's what we're doing. We're manipulating the sound in, in, in some way. Are we, you know, changing the frequency? Are we changing the, the, the gain? Are we, you know, how are we manipulating that sound? And through analog devices, you know, you, you do kind of run into a roadblock of like, all right, there's only so many different ways I can change it this way before in, the in, introduction of some kind of digital chip, mm-hmm. you know. Now, once you bring in that digital in, you know, and then you get the whole argument of, you know, how's that, you know, versus, you know, what, what am I really doing here? But again, that's, you know, depending on your musical style. What, what about, what about the, like the physical components? Like... I, having built a couple myself, um, and uh, and obviously you, when anybody who has pedals, there are definite things that it, I think you start to say like, oh, I like this kind of uh, input jack. I like this kind. Of, I like the way this you know switch works. You know, or, or right. you know, it's like I wish this mini toggle had a blah blah. Right? Anything like that 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 you're like, man, I. You know, there's there um obviously well, like with the um um a lot of the potentiometers which are used for the tone and mm-hmm. volume and whatnot. Um I've seen some new companies starting to come out with some some different stuff. Um 
where you're able to get a little bit different kind of sweep, you know, as far as for your, your tone control or some other the controls like that. Um, plus, you know, and just the way that they're built, um, you know, certain ones, you know, you'll, they'll start getting scratchy on you after a year or so if you're not using good, you know, mm-hmm. good parts for that. So that technology's kind of changing a little bit. It's getting a little bit better, a little bit more resistant. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, it's push buttons and, you know, a resistor. Resistor's a resistor. Mm-hmm. There's not too much yeah. there, you know. Yeah. yeah, what's the difference between a germanium <laughs> and a, a not germanium? I don't know. You know, it, well, those get into the different, you know, um, as far as the alloys and metallurgies and stuff that are used to, to, to make them and um, for the transistors and stuff. But, you know, like an op amp, you know, like the 4558, you know, it's like, oh, does your, does your tube screamer have it? You know, does it have this serial number, blah, blah, blah on it. So if you actually open up the Lucha or, or my Mystic, the op amps that are in there are actually in, um, the like little chip holders. Yeah, we did. We we I opened it up and replaced it with all down electro parts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you know, somebody is savvy enough, you can change those chips out for for different um, chips and kind of play with your tone a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in those particular pedals, you you are able to do that. I don't really you know advertise that. Alchemy. We we just uh, interviewed um dude from alchemy audio mm. and um he that i mean their whole thing is modifying that stuff so right. if you do have a pedal and you want to do what jimmy's talking about <laughs> hit up alchemyaudio.com help you out. yeah yeah and, and that's another way you know a lot of builders that's what you, you know to this day still like i've you know i've I've got tube screamers, you know, and I've tweaked the heck out of them. They're, yeah. you know, nothing like they originally ever started and stuff. And it's kind of like, oh, I wanted to do this. I want to, you know. Um, it's crazy how many different tube screamers there are. <laughs> <laughs> that you can just buy at the store without that even is oh, true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a zillion of them. You know. But even there. So, so let's talk about that real quick. Like, there are a few things like uh, uh, the boss pedal, the tube screamer, um, and a handful of like really old pedals that are drastically different from an aesthetic and functionality standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. The big pad on the tube screamer, the entire like uh, hinge on yeah. on the the boss, um, like the, the angled pedals. Little John does a lot of really yeah. cool angled stuff, yep. and um, or not Little John. Not, I buy. I botched that one up. It's not. It's Little John. Little John effects, right? No. No, that is the Little John. Damn it. <laughs> edit that, bastards. Um, oh, what the vacuum? Um, the vacuum guy just turned on here. Um, no, I, I refer to the Little John because that was the first one I saw by that company. Um, and uh, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Australian well, did you company. see the new um, wah pedal that came out that's built into your shoe? Yeah, Converse. Yeah. 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 I want one. Well, exactly, because you've got a cord now going into your shoe. <laughs> yeah. Might, I don't think it's real. I think it's a, it was, that was like a fake. You think it was a fake? But I didn't look, thing. I didn't look that deep into it, it because I'm just going to like. I bet it works. But who in the hell is going to walk around with cords in their shoes? Yeah. Well. I mean, you'd have to get two different <laughs> uh, cordless uh, 
units, right? Yeah. You tape the units under on your leg, under your. I, pants I think it's just a marketing off. gimmick. It to just get, it does, to get not, shares, does not really allow for jamming on top of the bar no. when you're rocking right. out and stuff. Yeah. Like no, there's no freedom. You're shackled. <laughs> yeah. Wah 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 wah. There it is. That's funny. My, uh, I got a uh, I got a wall pedal. And it's got a built-in boost on it. Mm. And I don't think I've ever used it ever. Mm. <laughs> I'm serious. It's one of those WAP, it's a newer one. And I'm sorry, I don't know the brand. But it's one of them uh, that have the, the laser. Yeah, the Morley? optical. Uh, Morley, yep. yeah. Yep. It is a Morley, and it's got the little boost. And and I went to my buddy's guitar shop back home, where I still buy most of my stuff, because I like to go in the guitar shop, because I'm an old man. And... Uh, and he's like, hey, man, this has a boost on it. I'm like, all right, man, give me the boost. <laughs> I don't even use the damn boost. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the tube screamer. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm obviously not a, a proficient pedal guy, you know, but uh, I don't know. I think I have enough. I like it. I like the pedals. And uh, I, I might hit you up for one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk after. Yeah. <laughs> for you guys listening, you, you really need to Google these pedals. They're they look so freaking they cool. They look cool. They, they sound cool. Yeah. Easy to use. They're really awesome. And Thanks, guys. And when you see an L-Ray pedal somewhere else, you're going to know it's an L-Ray. I mean, the uh, the graphics alone are pretty yeah. cool. Like the wrestler guy there. Uh, Daisatronics. Creeps, creeps me <laughs> out. <laughs> I think that was one of them. That De- anyways, definitely Walmart. It feels good when you find out what you're looking for. Yeah, but I think that's... Definitely the Kmart. Definitely Kmart. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely Kmart. Um, damn it! I'm gonna regret not knowing. <laughs> sound like an idiot right there. What's I try Kmart? really hard not to. Damn it! Um, yeah. Okay. Man, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. We could talk about. I, I. I would love to get you back on, especially when you get uh, if you get those new oh, ones yeah. out. Like yeah, we'll, we'll have you back. We'll definitely come um, back. It's nice having somebody from home state here. Um, I think that was you know part of. Uh, when when I started putting the show together, it was really important to um, get people that are uh, that are like you that are that are like just doing it because they love doing it. And if yeah. something great happened, awesome. There there's so many people that are doing uh, those kind of small passion makerships. You know, like yeah. Jared makes pickups, and you know Chris masters, and you're making. And pedals and I'm not I'm just doing this you do rhythm <laughs> um, and so discovering those people is a, an absolute joy and um, uh, so I'm, I'm super glad that, that we that we met and that you're on the show um, we're gonna have our top four right now and uh, this one is I'm still thinking about that damn pedal God, son of a- <laughs> I'll have to append this so I don't sound like a total idiot. I think to to hijack what you're saying, I think what's what's so cool about, you know, even hearing your story, Jimmy, it's encouraging to hear stories about people that were like, you know what I think is cool? (laughs) This. I'm going to start building them. I'm going to start doing it. And then it becomes a business. And that's that's rad, you know? Like, that's the the American dream. It's cool. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, I think, again, in this deal, like we're... Going back to what we were talking about earlier, the world is so small today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, things like this is, is so accessible, you know, to where 
you know, you can, I can get a powder coated, you know, enclosure with the graphics that I want, you know, printed onto it, you know, and I create the circuit board on the inside and, you know, and wire it all up. And, you know, the, the fact that that's within reach of just, you know, I don't have to buy, you know, a bazillion of these to, to sell them. I can, you know, yeah. it, it's something to where you can still, you know, manufacture out of a garage. You well, know, and you're five clicks and a couple keyword strokes away from yeah, 75% of the entire world, you know, for them to find you. That's just, yep. it's rad that you can have a niche and the world finds out. Yeah. It's and, cool. So, and again, tying into the, the world thing, probably within the first year after I started this, I got an email from a guy from Luxembourg. Huh. And he's like, yes, I'm, I'm writing you from that Luxembourg, from that tiny little country in Europe that is really just a city, you know, and I've got one of your pedals and it's really cool. And so it's like, so it's one of those surreal moments. You're like, okay, so I built this pedal in Cincinnati, Ohio. How did you it know, get over there? Everything you know, comes from Ohio, man. And, and all of a sudden it ends up in Luxembourg, you know. Well, and I what's cool, I'm, I'm getting all patriotic and whatnot here. <laughs> you sold that pedal, and that pedal contributed to the GDP of the United States of you know, America. That's right. You exported that. That's cool. <laughs> Feels good to export your product. Man. Well, but but now but now hold the on. States. It's it's technically a Mexican taking somebody's job. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm just like, oh, they took her job. Oh man, they took her job. Oh man, <laughs> but the tone is so huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that is hilarious. Okay. Um, uh, two things. Excuse me. Did anybody? Excuse me. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Uh, Top four. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, did anybody not think of Bucktooth Girl from Luxembourg when Susie said Luxembourg? I was like, I'm the Bucktooth Girl from Luxembourg. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, also, Petty John Electronics. <laughs> That's the name of the company. I knew I I'm, I couldn't wrap this up without getting it right. Oh Petty John. There you go. Petty John. Um, yeah, they got the angled front and the, yeah. the, the, the what's that? I don't know what that technique is called. You, it's like the orange peel aluminum. You couldn't quite put your foot on it. <laughs> Can't put Pedals. my finger on it. Um. Anyways. Whew. All right. Top four. Back to our top four. Do it. Top Sorry, four. I hijacked it. Okay. Ready? Top four. I'm gonna do an effect right there. Um. Signature art. So an artist signature effect of choice. Now, that that isn't a signature pedal. So not, we're not talking like JHS stuff. We're talking about this artist ha- uses a an effect to the point where it is almost synonymous with that artist now. Doesn't have to be a name brand. If it is, cool. No big. It doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to know the model number, but it's just, that's what it is. Okay? Everybody ready? Ready. Okay, Jared. I love Led Zeppelin. Love Jimmy Page. He. This is true. You have a lot of Jimmy Page posters and stuff. I love that stuff. I love it. I don't know why. I always have. I just love his style. You and most of the rest of the world. guitar style. I know. Yeah. No, that's good. No, no apologies, man. Hey, the Fairman, man. What he did with the Fairman back in the day was 
totally rad. He, the whole lot of love. Fair, like, uh, uh, at Madison Square Garden, <laughs> 73, song remains the same. Whole lot of love. The, Is that where you get the... <laughs> no, it's not, but... Right, and he waves his hands around with yeah. the thing. And with one hand, he's doing that, and the other hand, he's turning the stupid knob on the right. pyramid. And he's like, don't don't pay attention to my other hand. Look at what I'm doing here. Yeah. You know, that's, that's that's my signature effect. Like, when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's Jimmy Page, a lot of love. Yeah, okay. That's my pick That's a good week, call. Man. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> I won't reject that. Thank Chris. You. Um, so I don't really listen to much country. Um, I do love Sturgill Simpson. If you guys have heard him, he's great. Anyways, I'm not going in that direction. Uh, Brad Paisley, don't judge me. I know this is not. The key Dude, that guy's a badass. He guitar is. Player. He's awesome. He yeah, is. He's killer. Badass. He, he uses a pedal called the Wampler Ego Compressor. Yeah. And I am a, a mastering engineer by trade, so I like compressors. I need more compressor knowledge. I am light on compressor knowledge. We need to talk more. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. I can help you meet your threshold. Of, oh, 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 well man. done. There it is. I do what I can. I knew you were going to crush that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, not so good. <laughs> anyways, uh, I have it. It's the Wampler Ego Compressor. And as a, a mastering engineer, like I said, the compressor is my tool. Right. That's the main thing, the main tool you're using in in, in, uh, in mastering using like a billion of them uh and the ego compressor does wet dry mix on compression i wish it was called something different i wish the compressor was called something different because it's a little it's confusing just, it's re- like the name doesn't necessarily fit what it right does. this is true but anyways it's uh, like but, if a knife was called the scooper it's true <laughs> what it's true i mean you can i guess yeah, like, <laughs> okay anyways Anyways, yeah, Brad Paisley uses the Ego Compressor. And uh, And a massive amount of talent. Indeed. But the Ego Compressor can do wet and dry mix. So part of your signal is compressed, but it's also letting some uncompressed signal through as well. And you Mm -hmm. can control the ratio of the two. Um, In mastering or in mixing, you call that parallel compression. And uh, it is just buttery Mm. and gorgeous. So when I hear him play, especially when he's doing... You know a cool lead to me immediately i'm like that sounds like my ego compressor pedal and i love parallel compression on uh that's super nerdy ah it is that's cool okay it's a great pedal <laughs> i'm sitting here we're going well it's like so the 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 mxr compressor that everybody has like you turn it up and it squashes everything and it sustains right. like crazy with this thing you turn it up and it just gets but oh, Wampler makes some great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it makes some great stuff. Mm. I, I love that pedal. It's my favorite pedal. I don't but, mess with something okay. like that. It's yeah. really cool. It's it's something where you can turn it up and get more compression, but you don't get that weird, like, okay, now I'm going to play a, an infinite sustained solo type of thing. Like, yeah. You can just get... It works great for rhythm as well um, as lead. Yeah. So it just makes it chunky. I So my compression pedal... Uh, I use and then I don't use and then I use and I don't use because I, I sometimes I feel stupid because I'm like, I think it's doing something. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is. But. Well, it's tricky because they're threshold based. So if you play a little too loud. This is not the compression podcast, Chris. Hey, sorry, sorry. I'm hijacking. <laughs> if you play a little too loud, it suddenly doesn't work anymore. Right. But with parallel compression, there's a lot more forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, it's because, a normalizing thing, right? 
To some degree, it's it like builds a concrete foundation. Underneath Here's what we're gonna tongue. do. Right. We're gonna have a whole other episode, and when we de- when we hey, yeah. de- like just kind of debunk or um, not debunk, but uh, we're going we're going to um, dissect. I attack. Yeah. <laughs> attack compression. compression. Yeah, we're just gonna learn Sorry, a little the... bit more about com- that that stuff. Um, I'll shut up now. No, no, no. You're fine. You are fine. Um, so I was just tripping out. I, I had the trip out face because like all of a sudden my headphones were kind of cutting out. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, please don't mess up the, the thing. Um, so let's see. <laughs> uh, we got Jimmy. So probably going to sound like I'm cheaping out. But I don't care because we're just talking about signature effect sounds of an artist. And anytime I hear Unchained or Ain't Talking About Love, you hear that MXR Phase 90 coming through for Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. So that to me, that's just that as soon as you know, you know, it's yeah. and then Ain't Talking About Love. You know exactly what he's using, oh, yeah. you know. And granted, there is a signature model of it now, but right. prior to that, but to me, that's you know, you hear that and right away, you know, yeah, you know exactly who that is. So, yeah. okay, so I think uh, for me, the big thing was um, when I heard Siamese, uh, when I heard Cherub Rock from Siamese Dream the very first time. I knew exactly where I was on exactly what street. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like the fuzz hit me and I loved it. And <laughs> nice. it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was, it's just sounded different. Now, granted, I know there's a whole lot of production going on on that a lot. Right. But I was like, I got to know what that is. And so I'm going with the hop amp fuzz. Um, Whatever brand, whatever, <laughs> whatever you like, that's fine. I believe his was. You can probably tell me for sure, but he was he using the the, the green Russian. It was I. I believe it was a Russian, but I'm not sure which one. Might have been black. De- well, there's debate as to whether <laughs> it was an op amp version or not. Okay. Or there's, yeah, there's a lot of debate on that. Yeah. As, as far as to which one, um, and I know. He, Supposedly, he had actually gotten with Debbie Ever to like try to develop one, you know, to, kind of to mimic that sound. Uh-huh. And I guess there was stuff and issues, and I don't know if it was on Debbie Ever's side or his side. Right. As far as there was not happiness going on, and Some it never bad came to fruition. But um, yeah, well, actually, the lucha, like if you dial it in. I can get. I know, no. I plugged that in. I was like, "Yeah, you there can, we go." You can get that. You yeah. can get that sound out of the lucha. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, uh, uh, when when Chris came in, um, he didn't. He wasn't privy to trying those out, and uh, I point. I I showed them both. I said, "Okay, so this one fuzz, all kinds of good stuff on it. Lots of trickery. This one is pumpkins." I yep. just, I was just like, yep. right out of the box. It's like, yep. it's a fantastic sound. It has all just the right, like I liked it. Yep. Um. So, pretty good. Do we okay. do all right? Yeah. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We are out of here. Subscribe. (laughs) Yeah, and thank you for (laughs) calling in to NBR. You know, (laughs) and I'm Bob Boylan. Oh, this has been great, everybody. Thank you very much. Well, that wraps it up for these knobs. Join us on Facebook on our group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs and on Twitter at guitar underscore knobs. We're also on Instagram at guitar knobs and on our website, theguitarknobs.com.